Hello and welcome to the Katie Halper Show. You can hear the Katie Halper Show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on WBAI. That's 99.5 FM or WBAI.org. You can also find us on iTunes. And when you're on iTunes, rate and review us, please. And you can find us on SoundCloud. And uh, make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show so that you can get bonus goodies. On today's episode, we do a little blast from the past. What happened is I did a show about... Doug Jones and Roy Moore. Doug Jones, of course, was running against Roy Moore for Senate in Alabama, and he beat him. And I played these interviews that I did for this episode, which was with Matt Brunig and Karen McClure on WBAI. But things happen. I never released it as a podcast. Now, fast forward from December to September, and what do you know? Doug Jones is in the headlines again because... He has been sitting on the fence about the confirmation of Donald Trump's nominee for the Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh. Now, as you all know, Brett Kavanaugh is really scary. And if you don't know about that, now you know, slash check out our interview with Ro Connor where we go through that. He shouldn't be confirmed. Okay, so first, my co-host Gabe Pacheco and our special friend Nathan Rosenberg, we set up the Doug Jones stuff. We recorded this this week, and then we're going to go back in time and play those interviews. So we just want to give a shout out to Doug Jones. So Doug Jones has said that he's open to voting to confirm Kavanaugh. Doug Jones, of course, won a special election um, in Alabama. He won a Senate seat in December. My uh, man. He's my a- man, <laughs> yeah. Doug Jones, DJ, yeah. um, Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> It was an upset, right? It was like the first time that somebody has uh, won, that a Democrat's won in Alabama, right? It's, Since like 65? Uh, it, yeah, uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Let's just it's, say it. Let's, we'll let's just say it's been a long time say, now. I'm just throwing uh, out numbers. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high. Of course, you know, people like to say that we need to run centrist like Hell yeah. Panera, Doug Jones. Panera Bread Democrats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. PBDs. PBDs. But, you know, that's not the best model because we don't always have the good fortune of having Democrats run against pedophiles. Whoa. So that's Who's Roy Moore. I'm saying it. Roy Moore. Okay. The, uh, yeah. Multiple women Alleged came forward. Or like I mean, how many women do you need to, young women yeah. do you need to come forward who say that he... I mean, the women's moms themselves said that they dated him and they were like underage. You know, you never hear anyone say in these cases is like, I'm one away. You know, <laughs> like, it's at 15. One. we got the 16 accusers. Right. I'd be like, I buy it. But, <laughs> What's just, the tipping point? Yeah, yeah exactly. Just yet. the tipping point. Uh, Sorry. No, no. I mean, so, so, he, so Doug so Jones, Jones only has, won because he was going up against a, a, a pedophile, pedophile yeah. not yeah. because of his. Yeah. And uh, in fact. Yeah. Because of his politics or it was despite yeah. them. Alleged. Alleged what? A pedophile. Oh, alleged yeah. pedophile. Alleged but, politics. Um, yeah, whoa. But he, he's, of course, the one who's, whose wife, Jew, Jew dropped, <laughs> yeah. uh, name dropped their Jewish lawyer. Roy Moore. Yeah, Roy yeah. Moore. That was a great moment. Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. One of our attorneys is a Jew. <laughs> So Doug Jones has said that he's open to voting to confirm Kavanaugh. Doug Jones kind of strikes me as like the anti-Rokana 
and that he's this guy who like was like a civil rights lawyer, like it was openly pro-choice running for senator from Alabama, ordinarily never, ever, ever would have won. And instead of being like, you know what, I'm not going to get reelected, like I should just do as much good as I have now as a Democratic senator from Alabama for however many years I have. And instead he's like, you know what, let me modify some of my positions and maybe get in place where I can get reelected, like to continue to not do that much good. But yeah, I like this idea that if you if you feel like a lame duck. You might as well just go full yeah, Heisenberg. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my you god. Know? Full Bullworth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, start rapping. You know the guy in the booth who's talking to you on a tiny little earphone? He's afraid the guys at network gonna tell him he's through if he lets the guy keep talking like I'm talking to you. Because the corporations got the networks and they get to say who gets to talk about the country and who's crazy today. I would cut to a commercial if you still want this job. Because you may not be back tomorrow with this corporate mob. Uh, why aren't there more rapping senators? This is a real question. Well, I think because we know it's not a very happy ending. Spoiler alert oh, to Bullworth. Hey. It's hopeless, you see. If you run in for office without no TV, if you don't get big money, you get a defeat. Corporations and broadcasters make you dead meat. Can't believe you just spoiled Bullworth. I know, it's great. No, I just think Rokane is governing much more progressively than you would expect uh, with a safe seat, whereas, like, Doug Jones is squandering it. Yeah. yeah. This is why I call Rokane the uh, Zelaya of the Democratic Party, the Manuel Zelaya. You know, of course. Honduran president kidnapped in his pajamas, put on a helicopter uh, during the during what Hillary Clinton calls the non-coup. Uh, and of course, this coup helped create the environment that is now cre- making people flee so much violence. Um, OK, cool. Well, on that upbeat comedic note, back in December, I spoke to actually Claire McClure and Matt Brunig. Claire McClure is with Poor People's Campaign, and she said She's a black organizer. She said, I couldn't meet with Doug Jones before he won. So, of mm. course, like he won't give us a meeting afterwards. And I did not vote for Doug Jones. I voted against Roy Moore. Yeah. Um, so we're going to release that episode as a free bonus for listeners. Now, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Karen McClure. She's an organizer with the Poor People's Campaign in Birmingham, Alabama. She's also running for Alabama Public Service Commission Place 1. I started working uh, with uh, Greater Birmingham Ministries to do voter registrations and voter uh, restoration clinics. And, you know, that literally kind of changed my life in a way. You know, people were actually thinking they couldn't vote Mm. because they had a felony. And, you know, to hear the number of people who were not voting uh, because they uh, had a felony and to find out that they could actually vote, I wanted, I took it upon myself, I wanted to find every single person and let them know that they could vote. And so uh, we decided to go into one of the hospitals here uh, called Cooper Green Hospital here in Birmingham. And that was a gold mine for people who were not registered or who had lost their right to vote. Wow. And I mean, literally within four hours or less, we were registering people left and right. And so we decided, hey, let's go back there. Then we found other locations to go to and we would have people would work for two hours. Then another group would come for the next two hours. And so that really worked for us. And then uh, Greater Birmingham Ministries decided to uh, build a coalition, uh, they decided to 
uh, well, let's find out what some of the other groups are doing here in Birmingham and some kind of way connect. We wanted to really maximize each group's efforts. So Greater Birmingham Ministry started doing canvassing, uh, phone banking, reminded people to vote. And I found that it was so exciting because it seemed like the spirit of it just transferred to everybody. I just started posting on my Facebook page that we should, in our cars, we should carry a voter registration kit. Yeah. We should make that who we are as people, that this is what we do all the time, no matter what campaigns we're working on, that if we run across somebody just in our uh, daily routine, we're prepared to register someone to vote or to restore their right to vote. So, I mean, it's been electrifying. We're we're just uh, 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 a people that's going to make it happen by any means necessary. And we, we stayed in the process with each person. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, to make sure that the process was completed for each person. And, you know, because we take it very seriously because your vote, that you know, it's your voice. And, you know, you lose your voice, you lose your voice. And so we wanted to give, wanted to give people their voice back and, you know, by giving them their ability to vote. And I'm fine. we found that people who had felonies and were restoring their rights, they were excited to vote. I just got so excited because I was thinking thousands upon thousands and thousands of people have lost their rights and they want it and they will go to the poll and you don't have to motivate them or anything because they they lost that privilege and they want it back. So they, they're, they're willing to, once they get that right, they're willing to, you know, get to the polls by any means necessary. So you know, I think our goal should be right now, we have momentum. And I, I was just posting on Facebook is, you know, momentum could be your best friend or it could be your, you know, your best enemy right. because momentum is hard to get. So once you get the big mo <laughs> momentum, you want to ride that way. You want to keep it going. And so I've just been talking to everybody about, about let's keep it going because we have so much work to do in the state of Alabama. We want to get rid of Kay Ivey, our governor. We need to put our district attorney, Danny Carr, back in place because he was just replaced with the Republican. And so, man, and, and then we have to think about why is this so important? You know, our vulnerable, our poor and marginalized folks. And, you know, that's what my vote was about yesterday. And I just felt a calm come over me after I voted yesterday, because my vote was really a vote against mm. uh, Roy Moore. Right. Um, not really for anyone, because I didn't feel like anyone engaged me, anyone engaged the black vote. Uh, I felt like, I feel like our vote is taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And so our issues don't really have to be engaged. It's assumed. And so my vote was more against a child molester. It was <laughs> right. against someone who had said that uh, the last time America was great was during slavery. Right. Uh, it was against homophobia. It was against transphobia. Mm. And, and and so my vote was more for uh, in the spirit and for poor people right. because I knew I, maybe I can endure maybe two years of more hardship after Trump and then run more. But I started thinking about rural Alabama. Mm. 
Did you see Charles Barkley's statement? This is a wake-up call for Democrats. Your Democrats, and I told Mr. Jones this, and I love Doug, they've taken the black vote and the poor vote for granted for a long time. It's time for them to get off their ass and start making life better for black folks and people who are poor. They've always had our votes, and they have abused our votes, and this is a wake-up call. We got it in a great position now, but this is a wake-up call for Democrats to do better for black people and poor white people. <laughs> he was great. I want him to run for president. You, I, you know what? Yeah, or governor. Yeah, or governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I should. He should start. I, baby I really steps. appreciated what uh, Barkley had to say yeah. because it's what we have been saying this entire um, campaign. You know, me sending messages to uh, Doug Jones' campaign. Uh, you know, almost stalking people <laughs> on the campaign saying, hey, uh, ask him, will he have a meeting with activists on the ground? You know, we have some things we want to talk to him about because if we're going to push this person, we really wanted to understand the mindset behind that um, that ad that he created, mm. that his campaign created uh, about, uh, what was it, honor and compromise and the Confederacy of... Little Round Top, Gettysburg. Three times Colonel William Oates of Alabama led the Confederate forces to take it. Running out of ammunition, Colonel Joshua Chamberlain of Maine had his men fix bayonets to desperately repel the attack. What brought those two brave men, one from Alabama and one from Maine, together was war. Two sides believing so strongly in their cause that they were willing to die for it. Those times have passed long ago, and our country is better for it. But now we fight too often over other matters. It seems as if we're coming apart. I want to go to Washington and meet the representatives from Maine and those from every other state, not on a battlefield, but to find common ground, because there's honor and compromise and civility, to pull together as a people and to get things done for Alabama. I'm Doug Jones, and I approve this message, because on December 12th, Alabama can lead the way. So, you know, we just wanted to understand that. And I I don't know if he saw value, but I, I kept speaking out against uh, engage, earn the black vote, engage me, engage our issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was speaking against him. And then I, I had a shift of mindset. I started thinking about, um, you know, who I am and what I do in the city of Birmingham. And, and even though I feel like my Facebook is just me and my little friends and family, I've, I'm told that I have a little, uh, you know, somewhat of a reach. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I don't want to discourage people from voting at all. Mm, so, right. and I, so I thought, you know what, I'm, I have to make sure I'm encouraging people to vote. So I start. I changed um, the way I spoke about it, and just said, you know, let's vote against. Oh, if that would motivate, because people were saying they weren't going to vote, or they were saying they were going to write in someone. Interesting. And right. um, I'm like, no, I gotta, you know, I need to do my part and change this. So I start saying, you know, let's vote. And then I found out that a pastor in Birmingham named. Um, Bishop Jim Lowe mm-hmm. uh, 
had Roy Moore as a guest in his church two Sundays ago. Wow. Um, and Bishop Jim Lowe is a, you know, a prominent black pastor here in Birmingham. And that just took me over the top. Like I just went hard saying, you know, we can't allow this. We, we can't, we cannot embarrass our state. Mm. We can't allow, um, we can't allow a a, a racist um, pedophile right. to win in Alabama. Like it's it's time for us to take our state back. It's time for us to do what we know we can do and and uh, and save the soul of Alabama. Mm. And why did what did Doug Jones fail to do? In other words, why was this vote against Moore more than to vote for Jones? And what would he have had to have done to excite you so that you were voting not just against, as you called him, the racist pedophile, but for his opponent? Well, um, Doug Jones did uh, some incredible work back in the 90s where he prosecuted the KKK for the bombing of the church and the four little girls. Um, And that's incredible work, you know, but to me, he was doing his job. Mm. Um, Right. Hmm. And so I wanted to hear more. I felt like that was, I felt like, is that it? Mm. (laughs) I mean, on every radio, everything was, you know, all the mailings in the black community and on the radio was about that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like what else? And and so I said, well, you know, give him a pass because he wasn't a politician. Right. Who had a, ha, who would have a track record where he could say, well, I, I, you know, I worked toward um, Medicare for all or a uh, fight for 15 or, you know, something like that. And so, you know, what, I don't know what else I expected. Um, you know, or I expected him to speak to our issues a little bit more. Um, I, I wanted some bravery. Mm. Uh, and I kind of understood when you're running a campaign, you're trying to uh, win votes, win votes from your competitor. Mm-hmm. You're trying to, it's so much that your campaign is trying to do. I, I don't understand it. All. I'm not into politics, mm-hmm. um, but I, I wanted him to engage uh, folks directly impacted by issues. I, and they say that he did. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't take their word for it because folks, I don't think showing up for a, uh, to do a fish fry in the black community <laughs> or showing up for church service is addressing our issues. Right. And and so I can't always say, well, I've, you know, I've been hearing on the news, uh, people, when he went into the black community, he, he went to this church, but that was in the last two weeks right. of the campaign. I'm, we're not dummies. Right. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so fed up with that. You know, I want to run a campaign called Earn where we force, um, you know, folks who's running for office to earn our vote, mm. you know, address our issues, address folks directly impacted um, because the answer to most problems are found 
uh, found by uh, in the people most impacted. Right. Yeah, they know the solution. And so I'm getting so fed up because it's time out. I think that this is both an inspiring story, but a story that's also has certain warnings that we need to heed. Because the inspiring story is that the vote got out, right? And people really did vote against bigotry, pedophilia, racism, homophobia. But it's also scary that it came this close. I was relieved because I, what, with Trump's election, I thought that, you know, no one cares if the person's a sexual abuser or racist. Right. That was my fear. Although I do think that Trump had built in, like, Trump's image is that he's a, he doesn't play by the rules. He's like a bad boy. And Roy Moore was, his image was being Christian. So I always thought that maybe there was more, it was easier to, to show him as a hypocrite and maybe he could get caught that way. Yeah. But my worry is that people are, are looking at this and they're like, you see, we don't need to worry. Like we don't have to pander or no, we'll pander the black vote, but we don't actually have to do anything for black voters. We can go to the fish fry. We can go to churches the week right. before the election. <laughs> yeah. And because they'll just say we won, but look at how close it was. Right. People will say, uh, look, the Dems don't need to do anything more for black voters because they got our backs again. But it was very close. And of course, I mean, it's morally and ethically wrong to take the, the votes of people who are supporting you for granted, but even just on a strategic level, right? If Dems want to win elections, the takeaway from this shouldn't be, we got it. Like Dems have it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Right. Right. And you know what? We could have easily made this election cycle uh, a protest vote. We were on the way to doing that uh, in a big way because we access in uh, on the ground, are fed up with it. Mm. Um, and so I said, okay, because I, I, I barely say Doug Jones name. Really? <laughs> so right. I was thinking, okay, right. I have to vote against, we have, we cannot allow Roy Moore uh, to represent us. So we, let's go ahead and vote Doug Jones. Mm. Right. And, um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. When I went to vote yesterday around three thirty or four o'clock, I believe I uh I felt the calm come over me because as I walked as I was voting, I felt in the spirit that I was doing the right thing and that I was my vote was for poor folks. My vote was for marginalized folks and that we were doing the right thing and that as soon as I bubbled in Doug Jones' name, mm. I felt the calm, and I literally heard that we were going to win, mm. you know, in the spirit. And I walked, and I just said, I I said out loud, thank you. Mm. And I walked to the car, um, came home, and I wrote on Facebook, we got this. Wow. Uh, I, the Democrats will win tonight. And that was I think I wrote that about four thirty. And how did you and, know uh, that they would win? I knew it. Just... I, um, and I, I wish I could say I knew we would we would win because it was packed at my polling place, but it, there was no one there, mm. you know, voting but me. So that could have mm. been discouraging, right? Um, but I just felt that it's 
we need a win. It's time for mm-hmm. a win. It's time for something different. And I believe that with all of the hard work that we're doing, the the organizers and activists in Alabama working so hard, I, I it was time for a win. And if when you're doing the right things and you're applying you're applying yourself and you putting forth the effort, and you keep making it happen. Something is going to happen. Uh, you're going to achieve a breakthrough. Mm. And I felt like when I shifted, when I felt like when I shifted from um, voting um, because I'm mad at Doug Jones because he's not engaging us and all that kind of stuff. But when I started thinking about um, the things that Roy Moore has said, and I said, okay, we can make, and I said, what, what could motivate us to you know, still make this happen. And I say, okay, a vote again. Right. Maybe that'll work. Right. And, and just start thinking about our poor folks. And, uh, I, 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 I felt it. I said, this is it. We're going to do this. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's hard, right? Because you, it's this, it's this tricky thing because you know that there's going to be a really big difference between someone like Moore and Jones, but you want the difference right. to be bigger. So, you don't want, but but you don't want to s- people to suffer more in the meantime. So I guess the, the hard thing is that we have to like push people to be better. Um, yeah, because if if we if people just get their support, their unconditional support, they're not going to listen to them. But no one wants to, you know, cut off their hand despite their whatever, cut off their nose despite their faces either. Right, right. I felt like we can we let them on in, yeah. let them on in, and then. Someone said, well, go ahead and vote for him and then hold him accountable. Yeah. And I said, if someone didn't listen, would not engage us or listen to us during a campaign, Mm -hmm. do you think that I believe that now I could call and say, hey, we need to set up a meeting? (laughs) I don't believe that. I mean, we could try, but. More strategically, we can organize and say, let's take a break. Let's celebrate for 24 hours and then come back together and organize to talk about what are some of the things that we need to do to if to hold them accountable Mm. or it's it's only so much he can do anyway. So let's start looking for our candidate or. Let's, you know, keep an eye on him and, you know, see what happens. Right. Ben Jealous, who was on my show, said, we never, you don't vote for a politician to make change. You vote for a politician who will make it easier for you to make change. Uh, Which I thought was a good quote. Um, that is good. Right? What, what, did he meet with you at all, Doug Jones, though? No, he never did. Um, I spoke with and lots of people were people that worked with his campaign. Lots of volunteers mm-hmm. were um, sending him emails. And I, I would just say that I'm, I'm praying that he does a good job, you know, for the state of Alabama and represent us well. You know, maybe if we organize and do, you know, just put some things in place and I, I don't know. Yeah. 
I still I still don't know Doug Jones. Right. I, I know that Doug Jones prosecuted the KKK back in the nineties and right. everyone has made sure we know that. Mm-hmm. Um so I just don't know anything else except for that's way much better than a racist. Um right. I, I feel like we, we sent a strong statement you know, uh, we made a strong statement on yesterday that we're saying no to races. You know, we're going to change things here in Alabama. And I, I don't want us to get, I don't want Alabama and the Democrats to get the big head because uh, I'm not sure if the outcome would be the same if it was a I'm not such a flawed candidate. Right. If it was just a main street, your normal bad Republican, as opposed to someone who had been accused of of like statutory rape and trying to date younger women by multiple exactly. women. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the danger that people will get cocked. That's the danger. And that's why I'm saying don't lose the momentum. Right. We can't afford to. Yeah. Um, the next candidate may not be as flawed. Right. Exactly. And we thought that with Trump, I think lots of people were like, well, we may get lucky because Trump is so bad, but then we didn't because of the Electoral College. But Katie, did you see the number of people that still voted for him? I mean, the majority, I mean, the number of white folks, a small percentage of blacks, you know, uh, that I don't understand, but so many, that's scary. Thanks for listening to the Katie Helper Show. Uh, We will see you next week. Karen McClure is an organizer with the Poor People's Campaign in Birmingham, Alabama. She's also running for Alabama Public Service Commission Place 1. You can find out more about her at imkarenmcclure.com. You can hear the Katie Helper Show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on WBAI. That's 99.5 FM or WBAI.org. You can also find us on iTunes, rate and review us, and you can find us on SoundCloud. And uh, make sure you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show so that you can get bonus goodies. Check out our bonus interview with Matt Brunig, the founder of the People's Policy Project, which is a crowdfunded think tank. 